Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio, but it's not on the radio. Played a full game tonight across the board and had some adversity there early on with that long drive to touchdown, but no one flinched. Second and goal pass caught. Touchdown, Chicago. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. Went through some adversity, pulled together tighter, overcame that, and we just got to continue focus on getting better, staying hungry, coming closer together as a team and family. From the athletic, Adam Johns. They're winners. Winners get to do what they want. Yeah. One on one. Tackle miss. Touchdown, Trubisky. What a night for number 10. A minus five. Here they are, the Adams. Go on and get some, boys. Hogan Johns. How about them bears? Nice. Isn't that a good cowboy reference? You could do better. Try better. No. Oh, at that? Yes. Come on. How about them bears? It's pretty good. That's all right. It's not bad. A little Texan in you. Yeah. Too bad we couldn't get Jerry Jones to say that after the game. How about them bears? Yeah. That's better. Good job. Thank you. You're usually not as good at that stuff. I am not. I am not. Thank you. <laughs> that was pretty good. Like Mitch Trubisky, redeeming <laughs> yourself tonight in front of a big crowd at Soldier Field, a lively crowd at Soldier Field that badly needed to see what they saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to encapsulate just the, his outstanding per- performance. Look, he had the one interception. Maybe some people will obsess about that, but he finally delivered on national television, primetime game against. Yes, okay, the Cowboys may stink, but you know what? They're they're still statistically pretty good. Still in the playoff race. Still have a lot to play for. And for most of this game, the Bears thoroughly dominate them. Yeah, I'm going to put a, a, a ground rule down here right away for not only this podcast, but the entire week, okay? You can't spend all week talking about how this is a tougher opponent than what Mitch has seen the last few weeks. And then, oh, now that the games have be like, oh, well, it turns out the Cowboys suck. Yeah. That's yeah. not fair. No. 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 You can't do that now. No, Mitch Trubisky came out in prime time against a tougher opponent and played very, very well. Give them credit. Give the defense credit. They deserve it. The Bears defense? Yes. Yeah, yes. how banged up they are. We'll get into that in a second. Anyway, uh, this is your Bears postgame show. Bears are now 7-6. and six. That means they've won more games that they've lost. It uh, doesn't really feel like it in this I'm season. not a math major. But they've won four out of five. Yes. Ooh. Four out of five. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Uh, that's where I've already been accused of taking a victory lap. <laughs> so what? if you're into that stuff. I don't know. Who's accusing you of taking no, a victory lap? No, I just wanted – I asked for if anybody had actually called for Chase Daniel to start a, 
a game over Mitch Trubisky just to raise your hand. Yes. And how many people raised your hand? I certainly have not been like, oh. Figuratively through Twitter. <laughs> a lot of people, actually. Yes. Yeah. I, I give them credit if you responded to that and called yourself out. Still waiting for our, our friend Jeff Dickerson's response. Ooh. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to come on this postgame podcast. Yes. yes. Where is he? Yes. Last week, he had plenty of things to say in the car. Now call. Uh, no, I, I just checked down the road. The press box. He is still seated in his seat, not ready to attack you. Okay. Well, I deserve it for that one. I would. I only say it out of love. Fair enough. Okay. Um. All right. But in all seriousness, we're having some fun here, and uh, I think. <sighs> to be clear, not taking victory laps. Way too soon to say Mitch Trubisky has arrived. Fair. Okay, let's be clear there. Just like with the point with the Chase Daniel thing is, it was way too early to pull him and give up on him. Because if you had benched him, that would have... That's it. That would have prevented it. what from what's happening now from happening. Right. That's it. That's it. You're throwing in the towel yep, on that the was entire it. season. So. so that's why that was dumb. But he has had... And you thought he played a good against the Rams, which people can debate. We've debated and whatnot. So how many good games is this? This is in five a in a row. Yes. I would say um, three, two really good games in a row. Three good games in a row. Five above average games in a row. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying he played great in L.A., but if you go back and watch that tape, he was not awful. He wasn't the Mitch Trubisky you saw earlier in the season. He was mostly good. These last two games have been different. I mean, he's been making some really good high-level NFL throws. He Forget throws. He ran the ball today. Yeah. yeah. We've he, been talking about this for weeks. He did not like that Rick Morrissey brought up how he hasn't been running the ball. Yeah. Oh, the, the follow-up, if he's been placed here earlier. I, I, I don't think they've been running a lot of zone, like not a lot of zone read. Yes. Okay. At one point, they got away from it altogether, but okay. I, I, I want to talk about yes. that, okay. though. I want to talk about that for a second, because here's what we've been seeing offensively, schematically. We spent a lot of the season talking about how, how Nagy has to get to the stuff that Trubisky likes, that, that he runs with confidence, that he likes to do, play action, rollouts, all that stuff, which helps the offensive line, too, by the way. Last few weeks, we've seen that. I think that undoubtedly helped flip the script in this five-game stretch I'm talking about here. Um, now, if you go back to certain throws last week against the Lions and a lot of this game tonight, what that confidence and that success allowed Nagy to do was to go back to some of that stuff he really wants to run in this offense that Trubisky was not executing at a high level with confidence. So, because the answer to the Bears' problems is to do a little bit of everything well. Yeah. And they were doing nothing well earlier this season. So now you go back, you go to what helps Mitch, get some confidence back, get some things that actually are on tape that are good and successful that teams need to worry about. Now you're starting to see the whole package, that identity that you know has been so elusive this season. So specifically when it comes to Trubisky running the ball, a lot of that comes on zone reads, RPOs. Naki was getting away from that because Trubisky was struggling with it so much. He was making the wrong decisions. Now he's playing with more confidence, and you're seeing that. Oh, 
He read it perfectly. He kept the ball, made a nice play with his legs, and scored. That was did a heck of a touchdown. Did it slide, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Alluded a couple tacklers there. And he had a couple scrambles early on in the game, too. That, that yep. first drive that ended uh, with the, the awful interception. Kept the chains moving with his legs. Mm-hmm. I like seeing that, too. The Bears need more of that as well. He's an athlete. A superb athlete. Anthony Miller called him one of the best running backs in the game today in, in the <laughs> locker room. He's not lying, though. No, he's, we, we, yeah. We've seen it. We saw it all last year. It's in him. And I feel like it helps him as a passer, too. It really does. He had, he had three pinpoint accurate throws. You, you made the joke. He threw some key, he threw some passes through some keyholes today. Yes. You said that on Twitter. I saw you do it. Yeah. yeah, I saw you do it. You're just, you're just subtweeting everybody today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, his two touchdown passes, the Anthony, or not Anthony Miller, Allen Robinson, great throws, great throws. And then that 21-yarder between two defenders to Anthony Miller between zone coverage where Anthony Miller turned around and gained a few more yards. I don't know how he got that ball. What a bullet. Absolute laser. And it's good right he completed it because if that ball's picked off, well, everybody's saying. Well, that's fine, but he still completed yeah. the pass. The ball got through. Absolutely. So this stat that got put out there by Stats uh, tonight – it's pretty incredible. Um, seems like it has a lot of qualifiers, but it's all good. Mitch Trubisky is the first quarterback ever in the history of the NFL to complete 70% of his passes on 30-plus attempts, which is always a good a good. He had 31 today. Accomplishment. You go 70% when you throw the ball over 30 times, that's a good game. Throw three touchdown passes. Also rush for 50 yards. 50-plus yards. How many did he end up with again? 63. 60? 10 for 63. And a rush for a touchdown. He's the first quarterback in the history of the NFL really? to ever do all those things in one game. That's a stat. Now, I understand it seems like there's a lot of qualifiers, but these are all impressive things that he did. <laughs> so to do all of them in one game, and it's the first time in the history of the NFL that anyone's ever done it, this really was one of the... Yeah, yeah. It was his signature game. Yeah. And, and I want... On national television, too, by the way. We, we can... Like, the statistics are there. I kind of hate the national television thing. So does the national... because you play better teams on national television. Well, I get it. But, right. Yeah. But also, do those account for, like, last week against the Lions? No. Night games. Uh, see? Yes. Because, in my mind, you're playing 1130 on Thanksgiving. There's more people watching that game than there are tonight on a Thursday night. We'll see the numbers later. Well, we'll see. <laughs> How many? What do you do at eleven thirty on Thanksgiving? Well, some people play, in America. Well, some <laughs> what Thanksgiving? You watch football. Some people are dealing with some nasty hangovers at that time, Adam. They're watching football. My my point is that that's last week's game was a what I would call a prime yes, time yes. game. With so, all so, the, so ooh, he's had back to back games where he's been exceptional. Other than a couple throws here or there, and, and you know what, everybody. All quarterbacks have those. Yes. Like Dak Prescott had some beautiful throws today and some god-awful throws today. Every quarterback has moments like that in a game. Not every game is perfect. It just doesn't happen that way. So two games in a row, exceptional play with a lot of eyeballs on him. Yeah. Can we talk about that interception for a second? Yeah. Because... This is what I'm always going to do when it comes to Trubisky and what I always have done. I'll call him out when it's good, call him out when it's bad. That was a bad decision. Yep. We could see it from the press box that he rolled out to his left, 
Nothing was there. Yeah. Throw the ball away. Yep. I thought he was going to throw the ball. So, away. Yeah. And then I realized he wasn't throwing the ball yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. And then the ball was picked off. Yeah, I thought it was a throw away at, at first. Then all of a sudden, oh, an interception here. And later in the game, he got away with one. The one over the middle? Which I think was right before his touchdown run. Yes, it was. It was like a play before his touchdown run, a player two, because I was in the middle tweeting about how he should have thrown the ball away, and then he ran in for a touchdown. Um, he got away with that one, too. Probably should have thrown it away. That being said, to your point, the Bears need Trubisky playing aggressive. And this, also to your point, every quarterback that plays aggressive, that is confident in what they're doing, is going to have a throw or a moment where they make a bad decision. It just happens. Yeah. It just happens. Um, It's part of the reason why what Aaron Rodgers has done over the last couple seasons, almost throwing no interceptions, has been so impressive. Because it's just crazy. You're going to throw a pick every once in a while. And for him to come back from it, both of the last two games, come back from his interceptions, both of which were on him, and play outstanding the rest of the way, that's huge. That's a big moment. That's a big thing for him. So people will look at like the the screen touchdown to Anthony Miller. Oh, you know, that's not so hard. Well, you have to discredit all the other touchdowns scored in the league like that if you're going <laughs> to criticize them for that because it happens all over the league. And here, here's another thing about a play like that. There, there's more nuance to it. Talk to Anthony Miller in the locker room. That was an RPO where they got the look that they wanted. They're identifying, they're keying on the inside linebacker. I think it was uh, Sean Lee at the time, and he's cheating in the middle. So Anthony Miller says that Mitch sees it immediately and throws it immediately to him. They got the numbers, great blocks by Cordell Patterson and Riley Ridley. He's able to break a tackle, get into the end zone. So it's like little things like that. They're meaningful. They are. Seeing and distributing. Well, when he's playing more confident, he's reading defense is better. There's no question. Um, and there's been legitimate growth there in the last couple weeks with him going through his progressions too after the snap and, and making just seeing the field better. Yeah. You do that when you're more confident. Can I give you some production that stands out to me? You can read about this at the at the Athletic. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Jesper Horstead, four catches, 36 yards. J.P. Holtz, three catches, 56 yards. Tight end production. Where the <laughs> heck has this been all here? Yeah, well, you know what? It's huge because they're they're putting more focus on Tariq Cohen. They're putting more focus on the wide receivers. Go back and watch the tape. I'm sure that they were sliding some things to Anthony Miller after what he sure, did last yeah. week. Um, and so who's open? And credit Matt Nagy. He knows that's going to happen. He says, let's dial one up for J.P. Holtz down the field early in the game. Who could have seen that happen? Yeah. Nobody. So Nagy takes advantage of it, Trubisky takes advantage of it, and Holtz makes the play. Good screenplay. Jesper Horstead comes on later, a couple first downs. Moving the chains. It's it's production that we've been talking about because that that U tight end has been such a problem for the Bears because it's it's so important for Matt Nagy's offense. Trey Burton's hurt. Adam Shaheen is present but not playing. Yeah. It's They've needed it. They've needed just a little bit of it to, what did Trubisky say, just to like balance things out a bit. So you're not always keying on like all the guys that you mentioned. Yeah. It's about time. Well, and it's, you know, it's kind of the chicken or the egg thing with this offense um, because another, a couple other significant things besides the quarterback have been happening. Um, 
things like that with the production out of places you didn't have it earlier, like Anthony Miller, the tight ends. But this offensive line is playing a lot better. They're running the football now because there's holes that are there for David Montgomery to run through. And guess what's also happening is everybody is playing better. All those stupid drive killing mistakes that were happening. Now they've had Jesper Horse had, had two false starts. He did. Yes. So he they did. had, but they're not. It wasn't a clean night, but yes. But they're not like what was there a holding penalty? I think there was one holding penalty last week. None tonight. Well, there was that really bad block in the back by Javon well, that Wims. There was a block call. in the back. Yeah. The, the, the more egregious penalty was actually the, the face, mask, face mask on Anthony Miller that was uh, missed. The refs missed three face mask penalties on the Cowboys today. Yeah. Um, but the point overall is they're playing cleaner on offense. They're not shooting themselves in the foot constantly, going having drives go backwards. That happens when everybody's just playing more confident and loose. You, you're not playing tight. You don't make mistakes. And you're seeing that across the board. And again, it goes back to your quarterback. When you have a quarterback who's lifting the program, oh. who's doing things that you always, like that he does in practice well, but you need to see actually in an actual game, raising the, the level of everybody. Trubisky's doing some of that right now. He really is. No, he is. There's no question. Um, I mean, I give Matt Nagy a lot of credit. I mean, it, I thought it was obvious even as the team was losing, and I think we talked about this every week on the podcast, the fact that – I don't know about you. I was just waiting for something to happen. Like somebody blow up, somebody – there'd be some kind of fight, more drama, any kind of signs that they were turning on the coaching staff at all. And there was just none of it. Yeah. There was none of it. Yeah. You actually saw some guys that were showing some signs of it get back in line. Example? Anthony Miller. Taylor Gearble. Guys that had some frustrations that were being vented on social media. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, you start hearing them more about getting in line, saying they're getting in line, and everybody's backing up Mitch. We're hauling this together. It's all 11 guys. He's not the only one making mistakes. You started hearing those messages over and over and over again. And you got Anthony Miller saying today in the locker room to Mitch Trubisky. This is what he said to Mitch Trubisky. This is what he told me that he told Mitch Trubisky at these quarters, 23-yard touchdown run. You're proving all the doubters wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, it certainly seemed like it tonight. And I know everyone's hesitant and fairly... It's so, fair, yeah. You know, I mean, there's been uh, just as much, if not more, evidence in the whole grand scheme of this season that Trubisky's, you know, tr- trending the wrong way instead of the right way. Um, but, again, I go back to all the problems they were having offensively. I think people forgot he, he got hurt. Like, he's actually playing through an injury that I'm sure was more painful a month ago when he was struggling than it is now as he's playing better. But it's still there. So, there are legitimate excuses, reasons for what was going on earlier that weren't all on the quarterback. But like Nagy said today, and you're going to hear it because he addressed this, also the quarterback didn't play well. I mean, that's just a reality. It's a fact, and it's fair to point out. But you can also now understand why they were not in a hurry to give up on him. Yeah, well, they always had to let this play out. 
for their own due diligence, for their own complete evaluation, they had to let this play out. And now I saw the joke on Twitter tonight, though, that this gives Pace the uh, all the reason to give him the fifth-year extension now. <laughs> well, you got three years. And even if you do, yeah. people, it's, it's guaranteed only for injury. So you could still take it back. Yeah. Also, there's three games left in the season. Yes, <laughs> like, and, and you know what? Let's save that talk for the offseason. And, and you know what? The Bears are seven and six. Enjoy it. Well, I don't know if you can enjoy it. Nobody thought they'd be seven and six. Oh, it's still better than being what six and seven. Yeah, no, five and eight. Absolutely. It's what I keep saying. It's yeah. better than the alternative. Just yeah. think about a few weeks ago when the bench Trubisky crowd was out in, in force in mass. Led by your buddy Jeff Dickerson. I was, you know, they were riding in Honda. And now look at you. You're subtweeting. I mean, you're talking about him in the podcast. He's going to have to listen to this one. You know, <laughs> this is true. I was, because we're tight enough that I could have called him out. But that tweet was not directed at him. It was really directed at all the Bears fans out there that have been crazy. Um, and that's because they're fans and I'm, I'm not attacking you. That's how it, that's how it is. I get it. Um, and I just really legitimately wanted to see who would call themselves out on it. Now, it did cross my mind to put J.D. in the tweet, but I was kind of wondering maybe he'll call himself out. Did he? Not well, yet. Not on Twitter, but I think he was on deadline at working. So <laughs> not everybody's on Twitter during the game. That's I'll give him that. Um, anyway, that's definitely not the point of that whole thing. <laughs> but, uh, okay, quickly, the defense before we play, play Matt Nagy. I think we're going to skip Mitch tonight. That's fine. He was. I think we should talk about. I think he's being intentionally like that because it's been uh, it's been a year for him. Let's well, just be honest. I I think part of it is probably you guys all criticized me when I was bad. I'm not going to get up here and be all giddy and happy for you guys now. But also, I think there's an element of if he gets up there and says, "I told you so." Which not that he would do that, but if there's any kind of like uh, celebration yeah. publicly of what he's doing, then also next week he stinks I, I, again. I'll, I'll say like, this: he's just setting himself up for more. I'll criticism. say this because because I've been harping on this for a while now. He's playing pissed, which is not a bad thing. No, and if that wants to come off in that fashion, fine. Sure, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm sure Bears fans are cool with it. The numbers are there. The wins are now there. Play pissed. Yeah, I guess my point is I don't blame him. Um, and I think you're right about that. So we're not going to play it for you because I don't think there's really anything there for you to listen to. I think Matt Nagy was good, though, and you can hear him on the offense here in a second. But we need to talk about the defense. We need to talk about Roquan Smith's injury. Uh, just a huge blow. Kid was playing lights out lately all over the field. And uh, first drive of the game, I actually I, – I, I hate – like really calling guys out when I without seeing the tape, um, unless it's a completely egregious thing. But I just didn't think he had that great of a first drive, and I was wondering. Uh, so I think I tweeted Roquan needs to play better the rest so, of the game, and then all of a sudden he went to the locker room. Yes. So Eddie Jackson later said he he made it sound like that injury happened kind of early in that drive. That's what I'm wondering. So 17 play drive and. This is. I'm just trying to paraphrase what Ed Jackson was saying. Said that you know something's not right. I, I think I'm hurt, but I'm just going to play through it, cut it out. 
and Eddie Jackson said that Roquan did not want to leave the field during that drive. Yeah, that makes sense. So apparently, apparently, he didn't look right. So if I'm reading between the lines or, or whatever you want to call it with Eddie Jackson, that injury happened kind of early, and then it kind of got worse, and then he was ruled out immediately. So that's not good. When you're ruled out immediately. With a pec injury? Not good. Yeah. We've, we've seen a couple of those here covering this team. Uh, Terrell Freeman comes to mind right yeah. away. Yes. That usually not means good. you're done for the year. Yep. You need surgery. And um, just really unfortunate. It tends to happen to linebackers a lot. Uh, those, those torn pectoral muscles, and it just really sucks because Roquan, I think, clearly has had a, a tough year, and uh, this is just going to make things tougher on him. But uh, on the field, he's been really, really good lately, and this is a big blow for what the Bears are still trying to do here and make a run because he was playing great, and he was really getting into a groove. Now, on the flip side, it's kind of like when they lost Danny Trevathan. Kevin Pierre-Lewis was arguably the best player on the field on defense in this he game. He was all over the field. He was great. And Nick Witkowski continues to be just solid and good as Danny Trevathan's been out. They both seem like they're good enough to weather the storm here. Give credit to Ryan Pace for the depth he's built at inside linebacker and on that defensive line because they have had some attrition there this season and they are continue to survive and all of a sudden Akeem Hicks comes back well, next week. I don't mean to keep quoting or paraphrasing guys from the locker room, but Eddie Jackson made it sound like, you know, this all starts when, when Quit came back, came filling in for, for Roquan against Minnesota. Yeah, The confidence starts there, but what Kevin Pierre-Lewis was doing today is outstanding. PBU's. In, in Dak Prescott's face, all over the field. Now, he had that one where uh, he called it a brain fart after, where he was coming. He got pushed off the field and pushed back on the field. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That, that third yeah. down? Yeah. But the Bears defense survived. Things are going well for him. But you know what? You haven't been playing out there all season. You yeah, get, no, you, you get, different, get one of those again. And, and you're the backup to the backup. Yeah. When you weren't prepping all week to play. Right. So you, you have... Excuses, if if you want to use them, but Kevin Tolliver said he was preparing to be the starter since Sunday. Yeah. So Amari Cooper, before I, he had like a twenty-seven yard catch late in the the fourth quarter, when the the Cowboys were, I don't know, padding stats in a sense. Uh, he had two catches for twenty-two yards going into the fourth quarter. Amari Cooper. Yeah. Kevin Tolliver, Kyle Fuller, the safeties over the top. Did an outstanding job today in containing one of the bright stars of the NFL. Yeah, I thought they started kind of picking on Kevin later in the game. But by then, it was too late. And I think overall, the game plan was fine. So, let's talk about this going forward. Um, the The Bears' defense is being tested right now. You got Aaron Rodgers next week. You know he's going to find vulnerabilities. Um, you know, the Roquan Smith injury might stand out a little bit more. You know, like Nick Witkowski looked outstanding the game Danny Trevathan got hurt, and then after but, that... But even today, you saw some vulnerabilities with Nick Witkowski. It, it happened. And, but again, yeah. they're, they're playing soft in coverage. There's a lot of underneath stuff. You know, he's passing guys off in coverage, so it may look like he's chasing, but you're right in saying, look, Dak Prescott, he's a pretty good quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers is absolutely a different animal. But well, not, and I'll, when you get a week to prep for I, I will say this, Mufasa is coming back, though. Mufasa. Mufasa is coming back. Yeah, that is uh, Akeem Hicks. Yes. And you know who's going to love that is Mr. Cleo Mack. Because he could use, although he was left one-on-one a couple times today. Yep. 
Um, those are some better offensive tackles the Cowboys have. But although Aaron Lynch went down late in the game too, yeah, I don't know what that was all about. So it's just there's you start looking at that injury list. It's starting to pile up a little bit here for the Bears, especially on the defensive side of the football. Just a little worrisome. Um, because you'd expect the Bears' offense to keep this going and certainly score more than three points like they did in the opener against the Packers. But you don't necessarily want to be in a shootout with Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. But there's How about seven the fact six... this is game matters? Yeah, no. That's, that's, and like that's we're 10 days out, yes. we're already talking about that's, it. That's what I was trying to get at. It's You tweeted that, uh, who was it, Wayne Larravee? Wayne Larravee, he's scared. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne Larravee's scared. I love Wayne. You should I look for that tweet? I was trying to find it or think of it, but a, a lot of people subtweeted it. <laughs> it's I think just. I can find it here. Wayne Larravee tweeted in the middle of the Bears game tonight. He's the voice of the Packers, former voice of the Chicago Bears. Here's my concern it looks like it. it it looks like it is clicking in for Mitchell Trubisky, and that is not a good thing for the rest of the NFC North. Yep. I mean, they're definitely taking notice up there in, in Minnesota and Green Bay. Well, Minnesota should definitely take notice because yeah. the Bears have beaten them in Minnesota and already earlier this year. Uh, the Bears, late last year, beat the Packers in a noon game. Isn't Mitch... Four and one against Minnesota. Well, Matt Nagy has a great record against the. the well, they North. haven't. The Vikings yeah, yeah. haven't beat Matt Nagy. But I'm going back to his rookie year. Beat the Vikings here, right? The Monday night opener. No, no. Did they, they that lose game? that game? It, well, that's when he had the, the bad. Mitch's first game ever. Yeah, yeah. The interception in the end zone, right? Okay, maybe they were zero two that year. Anyway, last year Nagy hasn't lost to the Vikings or uh, the Lions yet. Correct. So. But he has lost to Green Bay twice. Yes, and look, they're they're all kind of panicked up there anyway because their defense, which was solid to begin this season, is no longer. It's what's our word that we used earlier this week? It's leaky, leaky. It's leaky. So is the Bears' defense a little bit, but they did enough tonight, and it certainly changes things when you get an offense that's starting to hum like this offense is. It's impressive. It seems to matter. You have a quarterback that's raising the bar for everybody. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's been calling for it, waiting for it, doubting it. That's why. And here he, it is. I, I said it. I did the CLTV sports feed right before the game. And I said out there, outside Soldier Field, I said, look, whether the Bears make a playoff run here or not, and, you know, the odds are still against them, these last four games and now three games matter so much for Mitch, like they're still a big deal. No matter what happens here, if they're eliminated with two games left, you still, big picture wise, need Trubisky and this offense to get going for next year. That is so significant. Now, if you can make a run while that's happening, more power to you. They're in that run right now. That's what they're in. Four out of five. Now, now it could end, but they're in it right now. Absolutely. Let's All play right. Nagy. Here's Matt Nagy after the game. Uh, some really good stuff, I thought, on what's been happening offensively lately. Um, giving Mitch credit, but not too much credit. Really spreading the the, the uh, credit around the offense. But here he is, Matt Nagy, 
after the game, after the Bears beat the Cowboys 31-24. to All right, so um, number one to start off, just, just proud of our, uh, our guys for – um, being put in this situation and, and taking full advantage of it. You know, we, we, uh, we played a, a full game tonight uh, across the board and had some adversity there early on with that long drive, the touchdown, but no one flinched. And, um, you know, it's just that that's what, what we know, uh, you know, we want to keep growing from. So that part was good. Uh, in regards to, uh, to Roquan, um, he has a peck. Uh, and we'll, we'll get more uh, details here in the next couple of days. It doesn't look real good for him. Uh, Wims has a knee. Uh, again, we'll know more here in the next few days. Uh, and, and so it was, it was a physical game. We knew that. We knew it was going to be a fist fight. But our guys stepped up to the challenge and, and uh, got the win. What were your impressions of Mitch's legs tonight, and how that unlocks things for guys? Yeah, no, it was a, it was very evident that uh, it's you know he used them as a weapon, and we saw some things that we liked in regards to the run scheme, and uh, you know, heck, it's uh, whenever he's able to use his legs like that, it's uh, he becomes another running back. What does that unlock for your offense as a whole when you've got that extra? Well, it's a lot just because it's an extra ball carrier. You know, they got to respect that. They got to understand where he's at. And when you make good decisions and you're able to, you know, to, um, to, to use your own self as a ball carrier, they have to, there's, there's advantages across the board, you know, in, in handing the ball off and, and or throwing it. How impressed were you with the way he threw the ball, especially rebounding from an interception second straight week like last night? Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the guys on offense are stepping up to the challenge. They're accepting it. Um, the offensive line right now is playing really well. They're creating holes. Um, they're doing great in the pass game. Uh, you know, they're just they're doing what we know they're capable of doing. And that was a very, very tough front four today. Um, that's that's a light, light, light way to put it, really. They're good. And uh, I'm proud of our offensive line for stepping up. Well, you personally have been very optimistic, very resolute, even when things have been going very badly here. Does this feel like validation for that? Not necessarily you needed it, but now you've actually seen the thing you've been waiting for. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's inevitable that every year, I don't know when it's going to come, but most most teams um, at some point in time will hit some type of adversity. We went through that four-game stretch, and it was difficult in a lot of different ways. But um, I've talked about silver linings. I still don't know where that what it is or where it's at. It'll come. It'll show up somewhere but what I do like is I think uh, one thing's for sure is everybody's seeing what type of people we have on this football team uh, no one's flinched we've pulled together we've become even tighter uh, we're winning football games now we're playing as a team are we going to be perfect no are we going to coach perfect no but we're going to do everything we can to, to be as good as we can and win football games where, where has uh, Mitch's running been to this point we haven't seen much of it this season and, and, and today well, this was... yeah uh, you know it's uh, I don't know all the exact numbers on the course of the year from this year to last year you feel you felt it more today and there'll be some games where that's not not going to happen. They're, they're going to take that away. And we got to be able to take advantage in other areas. Today was a day that they, they um, you know, we, we had, we saw some things and we were able to, to try to, uh, to use them as much as we could. Physically, there was nothing no. back in the past? Nope. I think, sorry, I was going to say, yep. I think a lot of Bears fans watching the past couple games are probably saying to themselves, where has this been all season? Mm-hmm. What would you say you know, to that kind of Well, thing? I, I would continually go back to, um, it's it's not just one person it's everybody and and it's when you have um the entire phase of the offense everybody working together in unison whether it's the offensive line blocking pass protecting run blocking wide receivers getting open running the right routes uh it makes 
your job as a quarterback a lot easier. And and then, um, but the quarterback, you know, Mitch knows that throughout the season that he could have played better too. And so we're just right now, We've I've talked about trying to find that identity and we were searching for it. We finally feel like, I think the last several weeks, you know, we feel good about where we're at. Are we perfect? No, but we feel good about it. Matt, it's a sandwich halftime between the touchdown drive in the second quarter and the touchdown drive in the third quarter. What left an impression on the way you guys got in the role there? We wanted to at the end of the second quarter. There, we wanted to make. We knew we were getting the ball to start the third. We've been effective to start third quarter drives. We've been efficient, and uh, so knowing that we were going to get the ball back, we knew we had to get points. We really wanted a touchdown. Um, we 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 at that point were forced to end, end zone type throws with no timeouts. So the guys made plays. Mitch made a hell of a throw. A Rob made a hell of a catch. The line made hell of a blocks. And and uh, we got seven points. So to turn that into now um, uh, a touchdown coming out the third quarter, that's huge for us. That was huge. How much do you relish the uh, underdog role and the fact that you probably will be underdogs moving forward? Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, it's it's uh, for our guys. It's different. Last year, we we um, it was a different type of uh, mentality because we didn't know we didn't know there was no expectations. This year, a lot of expectations, and and uh, so now here we are at seven and six, and who knows really w- what we're going to be at. We know we have a you know we have some really good teams coming up, but uh, our guys are. As you can see, they're just focused on winning each week, and that's what they're doing. Do you pay attention to those percentages to make the playoffs and everything that everyone's talking about? No, I, the percentages part, no. I just know that we got to win. If we don't win, none of those percentages matter. Man, you've had other times where you, you hoped it was a turning point. It seems like this feels more real to you, like that this is something concrete. Why is it? Well, when you win, your confidence goes up. It's it's um, it's players just they play different in regards to when you're winning you you you're, you play looser and uh you don't press as much so i think right now the identity between the defense the offense it doesn't feel like one of those deals where if we don't hold them to under 14 points we don't have a chance to win like right now we just we feel like we're finally all three phases working together and when you have that you know going into most games you're going to have a chance to to win so i'm going to always go back to um just the way that our coaches and our players have handled the the second part of the the second quarter of the season that four game stretch no one got rattled and uh it was it was it could have been easily you know, it could have been easy to, to get rattled, and we fought through it. The confidence in Mitch seems clear the last three games, and his decision making and his demeanor out there. What would you say the difference is from where he was a few weeks ago, leaving LA, to where he is now and the way he's playing? The easy answer is winning, um, but also at the same time is we're we're staying away. I think we had one or two tonight, but we're staying away from those three and outs. Right, you stay away from that. You can finally get into a rhythm, and um, as a as, for all of us, whether it's play calls, whether it's uh, players, you know, get making plays and getting first downs, but you're able to get in that rhythm. That's what's big, and then you win. So, you, you, you know, we we had uh, one time tonight where we got behind the sticks, we recovered from it, and got a first down. And those our players are making plays. It's a horse down seven for ninety-two. How important was their contribution? Say that again. Yeah. Well, no. That that's uh, starting out early. You saw uh, um, JP Holtz had some nice catches and and, and got open, and um, that's it's nice to have that. You know, it definitely helps out. It seems like uh, the backup linebackers have stepped in. And, and yeah. Played well, but with Roquan, just given the way Mackie had been playing, 
in the last couple of weeks, potentially with these games meaning so much in the next three weeks. Right. How, how much could that loss? Yeah, no, it could be it could be a big loss uh, because I, again. Um, the way that Roquan has been playing in the last couple of weeks, flying around, making plays, and you just love that confidence that that he's bringing to the defense. Um, so uh, the depth that Ryan and his guys have created on this roster allows somebody like KPL or Kevin Pierre-Lewis to step up and, and make plays. And and so um, you, you know you, you feel bad for Ro- Roquan, but um, you know we, we we know that we have guys that can fill in. Again, we had a lot of different guys tonight that stepped up for guys that were injured, and um, I just. That that that's a that's a good thing to have that depth. And how did two more guys? How did uh, some of the things you've done in recent weeks, play action, rolling Mitch out, mm-hmm. like that? How did that help him get back to some of the other things we saw tonight, which is in the pocket, standing strong, and play? Yeah, it, you know, changing changing the pocket. Uh, the the landmark for where he's at it, it also helps the line too you know so it's one thing for a quarterback to get outside of the pocket you get away from all that stuff you can't do it all the time you have to pick and choose when you do it but it you can see that we're benefiting from it so we you want to be able to try to run the ball as much as you can um in different areas and, and then set up the play pass doesn't always happen but uh changing the, the the platform of the quarterback has been good for us so we just got to pick and choose where we do it and how often did you change your uh, approach up a little bit to get the tight ends a little bit more involved? It looked like JB's role might have switched a bit tonight. Uh, not, not necessarily. No, I mean we we uh, there was a few things that we had in this game plan that we're going to give more opportunities, um, and he happened to be that guy on some of the plays. So uh, you know those guys have stepped up and and uh, they've helped us out in that role. And and you can see when you have that tight end that presence there, uh, it helps out. Thanks, guys. Thank, right. Thank you. Tight end production. Do you hear him talking about that? I, mean, I don't want to underrate that fact and what it does for Trubisky and the, the entire offense. Trubisky's legs, probably the number one takeaway of today, just the way he used them. But number two, Jesper Horstead and J.P. Holtz actually opening up the field in a sense yeah. for the Bears offense. Well, and one thing Trubisky did say that um, – I'll just paraphrase since we're not playing it, but he he mentioned that screen that JP holds earlier in the game and how that just keeps the defense honest. They got to be worrying about screens, the tight ends. Then you can't be just upfield rushing the whole game. So that matters. There's a lot of things like that. Where this was Mitch's best game of the season, Matt Nagy's best game of the season, the offense's best game of the season, really. Um, Against the defense, look, I get everybody's going to pile on the Cowboys. But they still had a top 10 defense in terms of total yards coming into this game. Yeah. Not too bad. All right. A uh, couple things. Voicemails will be back this week. So get them in. 312-222-5050. We apologize. We haven't had them for the last couple weeks. Thanksgiving had something to do with that. Some programming changes. Uh, had A lot of things had to do with it. But we're going to have them back this week. 312-222-5050. Get your voicemails in. Would love to hear those this week as Joe Romano will put them together. Um, we're going to take the weekend off. How about that? What's that going to be like? A weekend off. It's going to be nice. It's going to be really nice. So uh, we'll be back Tuesday on The Athletic with our Athletic Pod. Recap um, really everything Nagy says tomorrow. I think there's some availability Monday. So we'll have plenty of stuff to bring you on Tuesday on The Athletic episode. Uh, Theathletic.com is still time to subscribe if you've been holding out, which you shouldn't, because the Bears are going to make a playoff run. 
You better be they're there. They're in for it now. They're making a push. This is a push. This is a real push. This is a push. Now the push can end, <laughs> but they're in the push. Well, it's Packer week, and the Packer game matters. So it's going to be fun at least for one more week, and we'll have it all for you getting ready for that big game in Green Bay next week. All right. Bears win. How about it? Seven and six. Whew. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H O G E, at Adam Johns, J A H N S. Read all the reaction, WGNRadio.com slash Bears, the Athletic, theathletic.com, and the Athletic app. Please rate and review the podcast. We appreciate you doing that. Packer Week starts now. Well, after the weekend off. See ya. How about them bears?